Hey folks, welcome to episode number 94 of the Becoming Human podcast. This episode features Alberto of Junction Gervois Sport. Alberto is a world-class athlete that attempts daring stunts with exercise equipment, such as performing a barbell snatch with only his middle fingers hooking the bar, jumping over large blocks while swinging a gata mace behind his back doing ten and twos from shoulder to shoulder, or walking on a slack line while juggling a 16-kilogram kettlebell in the air. He would do a kettlebell swing, throw it up, and then like laterally spin it, so look like a helicopter and catch it. While I certainly wouldn't advise you to do stunts like these at home, Alberto has inspired me to look at strength and conditioning with a new set of eyes. Getting strong, flexible, and fast is essential for a healthy life, <coughs> but it's more than a requirement or some chore that you should do. Exercise is play. It has the potential to be one of the most pleasurable experiences of your life. It can be a ritual that frees you from your mind and body, it all depends on how you engage with exercise. If you experiment and analyze yourself, you'll find the beginning of passion. Exercise is more than maintenance in competing to test your mastery. Exercise can be more of a question. Can my body do this? How does this make me feel? Alberto sets the stage by talking about his training, which fuels his incredible feats of strength and stability. He reminds me of what I love about play. Scrape to get by, but reach for stars. Sleep in our houses, but live at the bar. Hate the pain, but love the scars. Oh, this life is hard, but this life is ours. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Feels like every day I'm just feeding the fire. Yes, I'm all out of answers. I'm just not sure. I wish you the best, but I cannot help you anymore. And I've come. To realize I'm just as lost as you with nowhere left to run And I don't want to be afraid no more So I'm leaving all my baggage right here on your front door Can I come in? I'll only sip my cup Anticipate the chaos while I watch the whole room erupt And I tell you in all honesty With friends like these who needs enemies Oh brother please Will you humor me? I just want to enjoy your company one last time Cause you know we'll never be here again When that clock strikes midnight This will all be over And a brand new day is bound to begin Ain't it strange what we've come to be Selfish sons of destiny Come tomorrow I do believe My own two feet are gonna be the death of me Cause I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired Feels like every day I'm just feeding the fire sign Feels like every day I'm just feeding the fire sign.
going on? Uh, nothing much. Just taking my son, sitting around while my son's riding bikes today. Mountain bike. Oh. There you go, bud. How old's your son? Uh, he's seven. Oh, mine, I got I got two, my, uh, 19 and, well, almost 20 and, and 16. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Do you get a, uh, do you like share with them your uh, strength and conditioning kind of stuff, or has that always well, been like a personal endeavor? Well, it's funny because like we had some videotapes that we converted to DVD, and because mm-hmm. um, my wife and I, we used to be uh, avid cyclists, so I was trying to get my, I think he was maybe three at the time or whatever, four, I was trying to get him to ride a bike, so we set him up at the top of a small hill, mm-hmm. and I made him go down at least ten times, even though he was crying. I feel so bad about it now. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the the thing we learned with uh, kids and bikes, they'll learn on their own. They'll learn from their friends. Or when their friends mm-hmm. ride, they'll ride. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The uh, social engagement. With it. That's what I've learned with my son about almost anything. Like there, There's some things as an adult where it's like, oh, I wish I would have known that as a kid. And then I try to introduce it to my son. Yeah, it's fine. And it's like... Uh, you call it in in that way he would reject it but then if it was introduced like socially like his friends were engaged with it or they brought it up uh, it would become very valuable very interesting for him exactly exactly Uh, I I think that they know now uh, that I was you know trying to do a like a good thing because they're older but but back then they didn't understand I think that's very telling of uh, how we are as adults and individuals because um, I guess it's a little more subtle because we can make ourselves do things a little right. easier than, than you can have a child do something that they don't want to do or they can tell right. themselves. Um, exactly. Because I've noticed like the, if people have trouble with being consistent with like a strength and conditioning routine, it's usually best to do it in groups of people who are motivated as well because uh, the retention rate is a little higher than Right, right. Um, so you you do a lot of uh, work with barbells and kettlebells, uh, from swinging kettlebells to doing some really interesting, like, mixture of calisthenics and Olympic lifting, I've noticed, like that. Can you do, yeah. like, a snatch on one leg? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> what what makes you what motivates you to do those things? How does that fit in your like overall training plan? Well, uh, I guess it really comes down to uh, kettlebell juggling. Like, um, it, it's kind of a long winded explanation, but uh, I started out uh, hard style. And um, I guess when they were teaching me, I was doing sort of naturally the things that you would do in kettlebell sport, like using the momentum of the bell, scooping the leg, bringing, trying to bring the bell up, right? And they're like, no, no, push it out, push it out. And even the breathing was all different. So anyway, uh, uh, do just... Sorry, uh, just for the audience too. What is the just key differences between uh, sport and hard style? Well, uh, from what I remember of hard style, uh, the basic movement was the the swing, and the swing ends, you know, somewhere around chest height, and it's like the the force of the bell 
is horizontal, right? You're hiking it back and you're kind of throwing it forward. Knees are locking, exhaling. Whereas in sport, you're trying to get the bell up because, you know, you finish with a lockout, which is always above the head. Um, the breathing is opposite. You're actually exhaling, you know, at the top where, um, how do I explain? It's been such a long time. Uh, it, I guess because with sport, you know, the, the sort of the, the chest area that's sort of in between the lift, like you're not exhaling there, you're not breathing there. Um, I, maybe I can, we'll have to talk about that maybe separately because uh, I, I can't, it's been a while since I've done sport, but you're actually yeah. taking one, two, almost three breaths uh, when you go from the back of the swing up to fixation at the top. And there's no hard locking of the knees. Um, you're not, it's like with, with hard style, you're almost throwing the bell hard from right behind, uh, you know, when you're going to the, the deep backswing. It's like at that point, you're shooting the bell forward, where with sport, you're actually letting the bell fall of its own accord. And then as it comes up to around the navel, you're assisting it by pulling, getting it all the way up. So it's a totally different, totally different concept. And um, anyway, I started with sport. I kind of naturally tended to do, I started with hard style. I kind of tended to do sport style things. And then um, when we were attending these hard style classes, uh, they introduced a, a kettlebell sport clinic. So my wife and I attended that. We were learning the new style. I'm like, wow, this seems much more natural, um, easier, that type of thing. And then from kettlebell, this kettlebell sport clinic, we started doing kettlebell sport. And then that's how I found out about juggling. And then once I started to juggle the bells, I just started naturally, I don't know, by then it was ingrained, you know, the barbell, can I juggle that too? So when you, when you are juggling the bells, you are learning how to manipulate weight. You're learning, you know, when to throw it, when to catch it, how to absorb it. So you can juggle a kettlebell, you can juggle a barbell or other similar weight because it's all the same concept. You use a pendulum, you use inertia, you use momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, what kind of benefits do you see from, from juggling? Well, like I, I would think that um, it would help learn it would help learning with learning technique any type of technique that involves lifting weight right maybe with the exception of uh, stuff like powerlifting where it's a grind right Olympic lifting, it's all about, you know, using momentum. There's a lot of technique involved. You have to absorb timing. Um, with kettlebell juggling, you are, you know, if, if you're a guy, you're supposed to use a 16-kilogram bell, and that's, that's not light, right? So you cannot juggle the bell effectively unless you, you know, know when to throw it, how to throw it, you know, up, not out, how to catch it. Um, how much force to use when you flick it, you know, all all sorts of things. And uh, you, you kind of, it, it's hard to really 
instruct someone kind of giving a you know a list you need to do this then you need to do this then you need to do this you kind of just have to get them juggling and they kind of learn on their own and on on their own and they give little cues but basically it is the kettlebell juggling gives you the ability to manipulate weight very effectively and that translates to other types of lifting and I'd even say it translates to other types of sports because it's arguably, I mean, it, 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 just from an anecdotal experience, like in jiu-jitsu and um, trying to get like sweeps and stuff where you're basically, you're just trying to uh, read the momentum of the weight and the pressure and act accordingly. And that's the exact thing that I do, you know, when juggling kettlebells. And that's what I found it interesting. And it's almost taken over more and more of my um, strength training just because it has the elements of increasing uh, my muscle mass, but also increasing reaction time and, like you said before, like the ability to, to gauge pressure and uh, also space, spatial awareness is a really big one because once you get into the, to the realm of when people are throwing it behind their back and then catching it in front of them, like you have to have a high level of spatial awareness to be able to confidently do that. Yeah, and um, there's sort of, uh, you can't slow down time and juggle, right? It's all done at high speed. So you, you learn very quickly, right? And yeah. because it requires so much focus, you you actually forget about how tiring it is, right? You get mentally tired, but you're so absorbed in trying to learn the movement, you know, you don't even realize 45 minutes is gone. So it's a super, super effective way to learn to manipulate weight. I mean, Olympic lifting, you know, you're throwing the barbell up in the air, you're just not letting go. Right, but you yeah. are essentially with a snatch. You're throwing it straight up in the air, and catching it. Right. And does juggling and um, and such is that like a complement to your strength and conditioning routine, or how does that fit in for you? Well, I mean. It's helped by mace swinging, for sure. I mean, again, it's that whole pendulum concept. Uh, kettlebell juggling is good for the grip. Uh, I guess it's important for coordination, like in, in general, like uh, uh, maybe it doesn't translate exactly, but, you know, riding my bike on the street, um, even slack line, stuff like that. Uh, I have better reaction time. There are times where I know I should have gone down, but I didn't because I know um, I personally think juggling training, coordination training just made my body uh, better at reacting to, you know, uh, different circumstances, right? Because when you flip a bell, it's never the same twice, right? You always have to make a micro adjustment and you have to do it on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. It's not very static and predictable. Right. So I think it's just in general uh, for, for life, uh, hand-eye coordination, uh, balance, strong grip. It's all helpful for everyday life, right? Like, uh -huh. I don't think... Uh, juggling kettlebells is going to help me with a bench press or anything but you know it's some some exercises you just need to do yeah all right exactly you gotta round it out i uh, had a podcast with uh bud jeffries uh known for powerlifting full-time strength feats as i'm sure you know uh he was talking about one of his idols that he got to hang out with who was like this 
crazy strong power lifter who eventually died of uh, heart problems, I believe. And when that guy at his peak would try to walk a set of stairs, he would be entirely out of breath, but super strong. And that was a testament for what what Jeffrey's mentioned, and even to myself, is the necessity of being uh, well-rounded, at least in terms of uh, your athleticism. Because if you're just strong and not fast, or just fast and not strong, or flexible, not strong, strong, not flexible, you're uh, you can get a serious compromise of your health for the sake of longevity um, to continue doing what you love to do. I agree. I agree. Bud Jeffries, um, I tell you, if I had a backyard like Bud Jeffries, I'd be doing what he's doing. (laughs) I'd love to do, I'd love to try what he tries, but I just, I don't have a big enough yard. I don't have a big enough yard. (laughs) Um, Neither do I. I live in an apartment complex. Yeah. So, so Bud actually is uh, sort of like an example of someone I would like to be like. Bud Jeffries, there's this, um, I think he's Ukrainian. His name's, uh, I think it's Vladimir Dikul. He's a strong man, but, you know, he juggled kettlebells. He got these balls. Like, you know, stuff you see at the circus, this guy could do it. Yeah. So for, for me, um, like, the, the, the epitome is somebody who is incredibly strong, but at the same time, incredibly agile, uh, artistic, graceful. Uh, that's that's the type of athlete I would like to become. And, you know, I guess you could say they're like the people who do Cirque du Soleil, uh, gymnasts, people who do parkour. Like, um, for, for me, those are the types of people that um, I would like to be like. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I sort of started fitness a little bit later in life. I, I tried parkour because my kids tried it. Um, mm-hmm. I got to do some, you know, dive rolls and stuff. But if you don't keep mm-hmm. practicing that, uh, you lose it. And um, comparing parkour to the kind of strength and conditioning uh, protocols that you use now, what what made you stick with one and not the other? Well, you know, it comes down to uh, convenience as well, right? Like if I wanted to practice parkour, I'd have to walk to the park and do it. Like I could do it, right? But um, kettlebell juggling, I can do it at at the gym where I work or I can do it in my backyard. Same with swinging the mace. Like I don't have to go very far to do it. Even the slack line, I just, you know, hook that up in my backyard. So a lot of it has to do with convenience. Honestly, yeah. um, I, I'll do uh, deadlifts and bench press and squats at home because I have a little home gym set up. Um, mm-hmm. I do those because I know I need to do that to keep you know a basic level of strength. But mm-hmm. I'd really rather do the fun stuff just because it keeps me interest- it keeps me interested. Really, it's mm-hmm. just um, for self enjoyment. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's right? like, fascinating. Yeah. It's 100% self-enjoyment. Like, I know, for example, I should improve my flexibility, and it'll help me do certain things, but I just it's just not fun. So mm-hmm. I'm just like a normal guy. I'll probably ignore that and do something that is fun, like trying to balance kettlebells or something. Is that a unique interest to you in the sense that from the beginning of doing um, athletic activities, was it always fun for you, or was there like a period of overwhelming discomfort? that 
and you know, where you had like a negative relationship or association. We were we were riding a lot, and uh, you know, then it it was goal based. Like it kind of wasn't fun, but you you know, I want to ride at 200k, so you'll kind of grind through it. Or when I was competing in kettlebell sport, I want to win. So as uncomfortable as it is, I'm just going to push through. Like like kettlebell sport, for example, like. In order to be good at jerk, number one, you need to have low body fat around the stomach. Okay, mm-hmm. you need to have, um, you need to round your lower back. You need to work on upper back flexibility so you can bring your elbows to your hips. Um, like it's it's really an awkward position. Like when when I was doing kettlebell sport, I didn't think anything of it because I just wanted to to be able to do the lifts. But kind of looking back at it now, like it's you know you kind of have to do learn to to be good at some really unnatural positions to do well. And then you know when it stopped becoming fun, I just kind of stopped doing it. Like I might still compete, but for now, there's much more interesting things for me to do than that. So it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be fun. And uh, you know, like we're only you can be athletic till uh, you know uh, at a late age, but you know to be able to do the really, I guess, good things, you know, you got to be young or younger. So as I'm getting older, I want to make sure that I'm able to do sort of a, the really difficult things that I want to do. So I focus on them now. It's like more important to me than, you know, just basic conditioning. Like I know I need to do basic conditioning for health, but it doesn't interest me. I just want to be able to do those kind of, I guess, stunts, if you want to call them stunts, just because I like to do them. Just like much like a child when they go to the playground and they just play, right? Yeah, and and, and you know some of the stunts like the barbell stuff, they involve uh, deadlifting, squatting, uh, so all of those sort of big compound movements that you should be doing anyway. Right, so it's not like I'm missing out on, uh, I guess, the type of things you're supposed to do. I'm just doing them in a slightly different way. You're finding a way to adjust it to where it brings you a sense of joy, um, which I would also like to point out that there's been several studies, specifically with uh, running in mind, but when you have like a, when you thoroughly enjoy what you're doing, you have a higher pain threshold, um, you tend to be able to push yourself further, and which was shown in, I think, one study um, with an athlete, which is an interesting thing because, you know, like plateaus, for instance, I'm I'm sure you're more um, someone to speak on this topic, but like, what accounts for plateaus, you know, is stagnating or getting bored and not feeling creative or stimulated with your exercise. Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing that I like about kind of the stuff I do is that in in a way because it's so difficult, um, you have to be 100% involved. And um, it's almost, you know, I'm not a, it's not like a Zen thing, but in a way it is like a Zen thing, right? You kind of get, you have to shut down all your emotions, you have to focus on what you're doing, and not worry about the result. You just do and do. If you fail, you do it again and again and again, but you don't think about it, you just keep doing it. Right? Like, that's, yeah. that's the only way really to be able to learn to do sometimes some difficult stuff. So, like, I guess it's kind of meditative, which is 
cool. Yeah. I can't just sit down and I can't just sit down and close my eyes for five minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not a natural natural thing for us in just our uh, what is it in the monotonous role of like a day to day life, right? Right. Or even right. even when I'm hanging out with my um, son, I'm having a, a blast, but it takes real mental effort to be able to maintain presence, right? And the consequence of not maintaining presence is to have some regrets down the line, but those regrets aren't immediately imminent. Like, it's not in my face, so I can still get away with that without suffering the consequences until much later. However, when you simulate these, ex- when you have these simulated experiences um, through, you know, whatever it is that you like to do, rock climbing, um, painting perhaps, comedy, uh, doing like really cool gymnast things, it demands within the moment a certain level of attention or else you will fail, die, be injured, or immediately be dissatisfied. And yeah. I don't think day-to-day life really forces you to do that. And it's very hard to have the hindsight to be able to make those choices with my son if I didn't do those activities. Because those activities, I would argue, I'm not very good at it. I'm getting better, I hope, is that as I'm doing these activities, like yourself, right, I'm learning to be present in the moment because I'm working that skill uh, lifting weights and playing in my body, and it applies to my entire life because now it's a lot easier to maintain presence, at least for me. Yeah, I mean, like, like when it comes down to it, like I'm, I'm assuming that what I'm doing is somewhat healthy for me. It's keeping me active, right? But it's like, you know, you don't have to do this stuff to become a better person. Like, there's nothing wrong with having the aim of just having fun and doing something that interests you. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And and I know, like, some people are like, you know, people just do stunts on Instagram because they want likes. But, they, you know, there are always people who are saying stuff like that or, you know, people should focus on the basics. But, you know, they don't know that to be able to do these things, you have to already have good basics, right? And then you just, it's just like, like... <laughs> Kind of what bothers me is like you see these comments, but you know gymnastics is an Olympic sport. But what what are they doing? They're just doing a bunch of stunts, mm-hmm. right? All totally a bunch of stunts. Look at the X Games, just a bunch of stunts. Yeah, so, you know. But there, there's a respect for that because it's a sport now. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes you see people do these cool stunts on Instagram. I always like them because sometimes they give me inspiration. But you see these people just knocking them down. You know, you should be doing deadlifts or something. But they're not realizing that, again, it's sort of hypocrisy in a way because they're glorified stunts, like I said, like gymnastics, Olympic level, you know. Yeah. That is true. Because it's your level of like preparation that it takes for for you to be able to do do the stuff that you do is is tremendous, right? And if you were just doing it for the sake of others, you you get burnout quickly. It's the same thing when you get like jujitsu and people are doing it to get a black belt. They realize it's like ten years to get a black belt once they're a blue belt. Two years into it, they're already drained and burnt out because you know it wasn't worth it for them to work that hard. It's, you're working hard, man. Like it's yeah, hard I, to show up every day to anything. I did. I did martial arts in university. I got. A, I did a Shotokan karate, and I got. I got a shodan. But nice, um, man. yeah, it was in the end. It was just. It just seemed about politics. 
So I got a little yeah. disillusioned with that. Um, but I, I think uh, I think I would enjoy jujitsu. I mean, we tried capoeira once, and then uh, they turned the class one day into a, a jujitsu class. So I got to do some wrestling. That was really fun. Really oh, fun. Yeah. again, again. If I wanted to do that, I would have to go to a class. Not that there's anything wrong with going to a class, but, you know, the things that I like to do, I can do in my backyard. So maybe I'm a little lazy for saying it, but, you know, it's, it's well, much easier for me to do what I'm doing. I understand because you know. that's, that's what shaped me into getting into doing, like, uh, working on my hand balancing and splits and then throwing kettlebells and yoga because it's like... I can go to jiu-jitsu, but being a – having my son, I, I'm kind of limited in that unless I want to pay uh, a babysitter or, you know, have him sit to class, which he does. But I, I looked at, the, like, the bigger picture, whereas if I use this time um, in my constraints and I operated with my constraints as opposed to against my constraints, then it can shape me into something uniquely me. And – I found out how to find joy in that. You know, now I can spend the nights when he's asleep doing uh, yoga and hand balancing techniques, and then the days or the mornings I can get up and go outside and swing the bell. And I, I think that's what you know makes us a original in some sense, right? Because all of our lives look different, but there's different ways to uh, different approaches to get a similar result, yeah, which the, is the, joy. The, the hand balancing, that's um, I. I sort of tried to learn that but it's like such a for me such a steep learning curve and it's outside of sort of the skills that I already have so for me it would be I found it hard to get into like everything that I do now it's they're all based on what I can already do right like throwing a kettlebell in the air throwing a barbell in the air you know what I mean it's it's sort of a not super similar but I'm not trying something totally different I'm just doing the same thing with a different tool you know what I mean yeah so I, that makes I, try, sense. I, I try and do something a little bit different a little bit better but it's all sort of within I guess the the level of skill that I have or the, the proficiency that I have at doing a certain type of thing were you ever at a point to where you had to um, choose between what you like to do and eliminate something well for Look, kettlebell sport, when we started kettlebell sport, we were serious into that. Um, it was fun to train, even though it was really hard. The competitions were fun. But then it's like you get these competing organizations with different standards. Um, it just became like like when I was taking karate. It just the, the, the politics kind of ruined it all for me. Like they'd have different organizations, different ranks. So you work hard to get a certain rank, um, but then there's a different organization, uh, you know, with different standards, and someone can be maybe lifting. Uh, the same weight as you are, but you know if the standards are different, maybe they're not as good. So they'll get a rank, you get a rank, but is your rank better because you know your organization has better standards? Is that that whole type of thing? And it was like the sport, the sport wasn't big enough for me to you know want to go through all that. So I went and did something else. But it, that that really wasn't a conscious decision. Okay, we we learned kettlebell sport. We learned it from a guy named Sergey Rudnev, one of the best in the world. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. At the end of his seminars, he always does juggling. So when I saw that, 
my jaw dropped and I thought it was like magic. And it wasn't until, that was like in 2013. And it wasn't until a year later, I was in my backyard, I was supposed to do some GPP, you know, uh, sort of assistance exercises for kettlebell sport. And I'm like, I'm bored, man. I don't want to do this. Why don't I just try and juggle? Because that's fun. And as soon as I started juggling, I almost dropped everything else because it was way more fun. And, and I knew that the, the skill needed in juggling would translate to other stuff. But basically, it was really fun. And that's what I started doing. That's bad, man. That's a uh, very important, in my opinion, uh, thing to key in on from everyone that I've had on the podcast uh, prior is because like, what, what usually limits someone from living like living their best life, I suppose, um, in usually the biggest setback that, that we have as people is is compromising in our um, our lives because of what you know what's necessary or the cards that we're dealt as opposed to um, learning to not compromise on that as much and creatively find a way to do the things that we love. And, and I, I think, think oh yeah, uh, uh, I think it's also important to keep an open mind and not to immediately dismiss stuff just because it's a little different. Uh, that's a really hard one to do. Like I see stuff all the time, and I immediately make snap judgments. But you know, I'm learning to, you know, maybe look at it again and say, no, no, maybe it's not that dumb. You try and look at things from a different perspective. That that's why, like, you know, the thing with throwing barbells in the air and catching them, right? Like, I don't think anybody does that, and it's not because I'm different. It's because I have a, a different experience. Like, I've juggled kettlebells, and I just, I don't think it's a leap to think, well, I juggle a kettlebell, try and juggle something else. When you have more exposure to different things, uh, it it changes, like, you see things that other people don't see simply because they don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you get an Olympic lifter who's never used kettlebells, never seen kettlebell juggling ever in his life. He'd maybe never think to throw a bell, uh, you know, throw a barbell in the air and catch it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's not that I'm doing these things because I'm trying to be different. It's just that with the things that I've learned over time, those type of movements just kind of come to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, they just come into my mind and I'm like, man, I got to try that. Maybe it's the same with Bud. Yeah. It, right? it like seems Bud, to be the same with Bud. Like he'll do something, you know, he'll do the clay pigeon thing and shoot it. And he'll be like, well, what if I can shoot it with an arrow? Or, well, maybe I can throw a machete at it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just things like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I do that stuff because it's fun, but at the same time, I know that I need to do basic stuff for health. Right? Yeah, like exactly. ride a bike, ride a bike for cardio, do dead, do deadlifts, do squats, do bench press, that type of thing. But that's that's just for maintenance, right? That doesn't, in a sense, make me happy. I'm doing it because I know it's good for me. The stuff that makes me happy is is the fun stuff that you see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, um, how many hours out of the week do you usually spend doing maintenance? I'd say maybe. Maybe not hours, but I'd say percentages. I'd say maybe about uh, 40%. 40. 40%. 40%. 60% of the time is trying to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, when 
people see kettlebell juggling, right, who aren't familiar with it, they tend to ask, is that bad for your joints? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um, I would disagree. But. Well, I, I have, um, I can count the times on my hand. Um, generally, when, when you're juggling, you're, you, you learn to, like, you're, relaxed but you're not relaxed like you're not stiff but at the same time when you're catching the bell you're tensing your core and you're tensing your arms right because you need a little bit of that resistance to catch the bell when you're too relaxed and the timing is off that's when you can pull something right but i i i've smashed my fingers that's that's probably the most common kettlebell juggling injuries is just smashing the fingers nothing to do with you know, pulling your sockets out of joints or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, jamming, jamming your fingers um, is most common, and it, it does hurt. Yeah, yeah, it does. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, 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 you know, kettlebell juggling—it's it's not easy, and it's not—it's not for. Honestly, it's just not for the weak, man. Like the the Russians started it. The Russians are crazy, and they're still the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guy like uh, like a kettlebell juggler, like you know, you see it. Just because you can do a couple flips, you're not a kettlebell juggler, right? A kettlebell mm-hmm. juggler, in my mind, is like the people in Russia, like Leonid Sinchov. He can, with multiple flips, like different types of flips, he can do four rotations with a 16 kilogram bell, right? That you have to be incredibly strong to do that incredibly strong and then uh, you know it's a competition in Russia the competitions you know they usually uh, are three to five minutes long set to music and they're throwing that bell around for three to five minutes like that takes incredible stamina and incredible concentration so like in a way uh, if you just do kettlebell jogging but you do it the way it's supposed to be done or the way it's done in Russia you're going to be really fit and really strong. Uh, who do you recommend for the audience to check out if they want to learn more about kettlebell juggling? Well, there's there's Leonid Sinchov, there's Oksana Nikifor. She's been doing it for at least 20 years. Um, I, I'm self-taught, but I did take a, a workshop with her um, in the States. Definitely worth it. Uh, I, I learned by uh, I mean, I, I kind of had an advantage because I took a I took a kettlebell sport course, so I, I, I understand the concept of working with the weight, you know, not against it. See, like if you're maybe a hard style person, it might be harder for you to learn kettlebell juggling. If you do kettlebell sport, it's it's a natural transition. Um, but there, those two. Um, there's that guy Alexi Zakarlika. He's only on YouTube. There's that guy Bogdan. That guy Bogdan's crazy because he does some strength stuff too. There's one thing he does um, that I tried to do. He does it with a 16. I tried it with an 8 and I can't do it. It's like he hooks the kettlebell in his middle finger and then he presses it bottoms up. He did 10 reps. If you look at his Instagram, you'll see it. It's crazy. So he hooks it. He hooks. He hooks it with his middle finger. Then he does it bottoms up, and then he does ten presses. Fingers. So I tried it. It's crazy. So those guys are seriously tough. Seriously tough. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah. What do you want to know? 
uh, where can uh, people find out more about you on uh, like Instagram or a website? Yeah, you know, just just Instagram. I mean, if people uh, want to ask me questions, they can send me a direct message or a comment. I mean, I have a I have a day job, so it's it's honestly this is mostly a hobby for me, mostly mm-hmm. a hobby. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like too, because you know sometimes if you, I guess if, if you're in the fitness business and you need to promote yourself. You know, like you have to have a certain image. Maybe you have to do things a certain way, like because this is just pretty much a hobby for me. I'll do whatever I want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you have that freedom. I totally have the freedom to to do whatever I want, and I don't care if people don't like it. I think most people um, appreciate what I do. Um, and, and sometimes it's not about you know how many people like your stuff. It's about who likes your stuff. Right, like uh, you know, say if someone like um, Bud likes what I do, that means something to me. If someone like Leonid likes what I do, that means something to me. Same with Oksana. Um, you know, it's it's not all about not all about the numbers sometimes, but it is. It does feel good to get, uh, I guess, appreciation from you know people who you respect. Yeah, exactly. You realize that you're making progress personally in some fashion. Right, right. And, and like, you know, I I'm I like to learn on my own and I you know, I like to do things on my own, but at the same time, uh you know, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be afraid to go and seek help, right? Like for Olympic lifting, I tried it on my own. I knew I needed help, so I went to see my friend Kyle. Uh Kyle Gentle, he's on Instagram too. For I, I took like three lessons in snatch. I took three lessons in snatch. And then I started doing shit on my own. So I know I know that I'm not a good Olympic lifter. Like I can't lift heavy yet, and, and it is a goal for me to be able to lift some decent weight. But again, just because it was so much fun to do the kettlebell juggling naturally, and I saw I, I saw Sonny Webster do some cool stuff too. So uh, he's a lifter from um, the UK. I think he got banned recently, but he does some cool stuff. So I saw that. I'm like, ah, I gotta try that. And you know, yeah. It's there's just something really addictive about kind of doing cool stuff, right? Like you rock climb, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's exciting for sure. I'd be scared shitless to do that, but for sure. Really yeah. <laughs> it's those okay. personal challenges that are really rewarding, right? Yeah. So you know, would you rather rock climb or would you rather go and do some deadlifts? Rock climb. <laughs> yeah. So same with me. Like you do the stuff because you have to. But you ultimately, if you could only do the fun stuff, that's what you would do. Yeah, I like that there's approach. The, there's another guy. Um, his name's uh, on Instagram, Guilty Killer. It's a Russian guy. He's incredible. Have oh. you seen what he, have you? No, I have not. Yeah, G-U-I-L-T-Y-K-I-L-L-A. Guilty Ooh, Killer. I'll put, a, I'll put a link to his Instagram and show up. Yeah, he's um, he plays uh, I think American football in in Moscow. Uh-huh. He does he does some really really crazy stuff. Really crazy. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Wow, that was great to get a talk to Alberto. His outlook on life and perspective on exercise is so refreshing and revitalizing. If you guys would like to check out. His insane feats of strength. You can find him on Instagram as Junction Junction Gervoy Sport. 
and I'll be sure to leave a link to his Instagram in the show notes. I know that he's inspired me to really push myself with my strength and conditioning. At one point, it was, get strong, or get flexible, and then it's kind of become, can I try to balance this, or can I lift all these things together? Like, just creative ways to challenge myself. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so stimulated. And I hope you guys are too after listening to this episode. Till next time, y'all. 